This program provides education, not advice. See the truthayf.com disclosure page for details. This is where technology, innovation, and personal finance come together. This is the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. Brought to you by Global X ETFs, dedicated to providing investors with unexplored intelligent solutions, and by Invesco QQQ. Anyone can become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ, Invesco Distributors, Inc. It's Thursday, November 30th. We've talked about the fact that so many industries are struggling to hire enough workers. We've also talked about the fact that automation is replacing many jobs. Well, here's a new example. In South Korea, some restaurant waiters are not human. They're robots built by a company in China. The robots bring food to the tables and they collect the dishes after the meal. There are 5,000 of these robots operating in Korean restaurants. That's expected to double next year. The bots only cost $7,500, a lot less than what you'd have to pay for a human. And humans don't seem to care. People don't want to work as waiters, and diners don't seem to care that they're being served by a robot instead of a human. The humans get to seek better jobs, and you never get annoyed that your waiter is ignoring you. South Korea leads the world in robot density. 10% of all manufacturing employees are robots, compared with 4% in Japan, 3% in China, and 2.5% in the U.S. And in South Korea, it's not just factories where you find robots. They're allowed to use public sidewalks and roads to make deliveries, and soon they'll be permitted to cook food in schools. The robot market in South Korea is growing 23% a year, but it's still small. $500 million in sales this year, projected to hit a billion by 2026. And even though South Korea is buying the bots, it's not manufacturing many of them. Chinese robots are cheaper than the bots made in either South Korea or Japan. And the South Korean government is supporting all of this in a big way. It's paying up to 70% of the cost of the bots, a very strong enticement for businesses to use them. When are you going to see a robot serving you in a restaurant? I think it might be a while, but sooner than you think. Does this make you interested in investing in robotics? One problem is that with a lot of robotics companies, they're privately held. You can't buy shares of their stock. This problem exists for a lot of companies in a lot of industries. You know, back in the day, meaning 20, 30 years ago, companies would go public because they needed to raise capital. But today, companies go public to cash out. Companies are also discovering that it's really a nuisance to be a publicly traded company. They have to deal with Sarbanes-Oxley and a whole bunch of other securities regulations. Life is so much simpler when you're a private company. This is why a lot of public companies are going private. Bottom line, in the Wilshire 5000 Index, it only holds 3,000 stocks because that's all there are publicly traded here in the U.S. today. Indeed, we used to have, 15 years ago, about 7,500 companies publicly traded. Today, it's less than half that number. The big shift has been to private equity, and those investments are readily available, private equity funds. The problem is they're really only available to institutional investors and very wealthy people because you typically have to invest a million dollars or more, and the funds typically have a 7- to 10-year life with no liquidity in the meantime. These things are so risky that you're not even allowed to invest in a private equity fund unless you have at least a million dollars in net worth, excluding your home, or $200,000 in annual income. And the private equity firms themselves make a ton of money because they charge far higher fees than ordinary mutual funds or ETFs. ETFs typically charge, oh, as little as 0.1% 
0.05%, maybe all the way up to 1%. But private equity firms, they charge 2 and 20, meaning they charge 2% a year plus 20% of the profits. There's no way a mutual fund would ever get away with that. So maybe you don't have enough money to invest in a private equity fund, or maybe you don't even want to because of the fees or lack of liquidity. But here's an idea. Some private equity firms are themselves publicly traded, which is rather ironic if you think about it. Bottom line, even if you can't afford to invest in a PE fund, you can afford to buy shares of the PE firm. There's even an ETF that buys shares of them. You might want to consider it. The Invesco Global Listed Private Equity ETF, the symbol PSP. You can learn more about it at Invesco.com or ask your financial advisor about it. You know, the holiday season can cause a lot of stress and strain. Here's how you can get through it all. Listen to my wife Jean's podcast, Self-Care with Jean Edelman. Each week, Jean shares her experiences and knowledge, and her weekly tips can be really helpful this time of year. Jean's focus is on self-care, mindfulness, and overall wellness. And her new episode comes out today. You can listen to Gene everywhere you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe at selfcarewithgene.com. The link for her show today is in the show notes. Landmark infrastructure legislation was passed in the last Congress. Now comes the work of getting it built. The Global X U.S. Infrastructure Development ETF, ticker PAVE, invests in dozens of companies helping shape the future of American infrastructure. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Investments in infrastructure-related companies have greater exposure to the potential adverse economic, regulatory, political, and other changes affecting such entities. Before investing, carefully consider the fund's objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the full or summary prospectus at GlobalXETFs.com. Read carefully. Distributed by SEI Investments Distribution Company. Support for Rick Edelman's podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. What do all the greatest innovations have in common? Agents, people who participate in progress by supporting cutting-edge ideas. Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100 all-in-one fund. So you don't have to be an inventor to help create what's next to come. Anyone can become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs' risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 Index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, carefully read and consider fund investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in prospectus at Invesco.com. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Increased awareness and actionable intelligence about the forces that are shaping our world. This is the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. Rick Edelman. 